I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter, and we are doing something new. The way we've always done episodes of this show is that we try to have a good balance of episodes talking about things in Jiu-Jitsu and MMA news, and episodes talking about more broad, general topics. One of the biggest things people say to us is, you didn't talk about this event, or how come you didn't talk about this match, or why didn't you talk about this thing that just happened? And the answer for the most part is that it's always just been too much to put all into one episode. Well, what we're going to do is launch a new weekly episode called That Jiu-Jitsu Competition Show. Under this umbrella of a competition show will be competitions, obviously, major pro events, previews of big events coming up, and or breaking down events that just happened, MMA news and fight analysis, major tournament results. Basically, this show would focus on things that you as a spectator of pro jiu-jitsu and MMA would like. We're still going to put out our quote-unquote normal weekly show where we have a more broad discussion of topics. We'll have interviews with fighters and athletes, general things related to jiu-jitsu and MMA. Broad strokes, you can think of the competition show more about watching jiu-jitsu, and then the regular episodes of the show could be considered the episodes about doing jiu-jitsu. And you will still be getting other random videos dropped in there too, like technique breakdowns, training blogs, YouTube shorts, stuff like that. So if you listen to the audio-only version, this is a good reason why you should make sure to click the link in the description and subscribe to our YouTube page because there are things that only really work as a visual medium that you won't get just on this audio feed. We're going to put the new show, the competition show, out on this same feed. It just won't be the numbered episodes like usual. So you'll see episode number blah 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 each week of That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. And you'll see an unnumbered competition show each week. You don't have to do anything different to get both shows. The goal right now is to release an episode of the competition show earlier in the week so we can recap anything that happened over the weekend. Since that's when most competitions and fights take place, then later in the week, we'll release a regular episode of the podcast. With all of that being said, and I promise intros won't always be this long, welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Competition Show. A lot happened this weekend. We learned that we might have a new ADCC contender at 88 kilos as the trials got underway with the first European, Middle East, and African trial. We learned you have to be careful what you say to Anthony Smith before a fight. And we also learned that Yoel Romero just isn't sure how long fights last. This weekend was Yoel's debut fight with Bellator and he fought a very good Phil Davis. I personally don't think that Yoel won a single round, even though it was scored a split decision. Phil was just spamming one-twos and they were landing and Phil even hit a few takedowns on Romero. This is just my personal opinion, but Romero looked like age was maybe catching up to him a little bit and he just looked slower than we've seen And then after the fight, Romero was claiming he thought the fight was actually five rounds and not three. Maybe his game plan was to coast for three rounds, then empty the gas tank in rounds four and five. I don't know. I I don't really think he actually believed that. Romero has always sort of 
played dumb when it benefits him. There was that time he wouldn't get off the stool in between rounds against Tim Kennedy and pretended like he didn't know what was happening, just taking a little extra rest. And then he punched Brunson right in the dick and pretended it didn't happen and he was wagging his finger at him. Against Weidman, Romero's corner basically dumped a full bottle of water on him, and then he acted like he was confused when they came back in to dry him off. I don't think there's really any way that he thought there were two more rounds. It just seems like way too many people in his camp would need to have the wrong information about how long this fight was and how long it was contracted for during training camp and the planning for this fight for the fighter to not know how long the fight is. You know what you're doing in training camp. You know what you're preparing for. I just don't buy it. This reads more to me like an excuse, like he only lost because he was misinformed and he had a different plan or more that he wanted to do in the later rounds. I don't know where Yoel goes from here, but I do know Bellator will have him fight again, and Scott Coker has already said that he wants Romero to fight, and he thinks Romero can still be a killer. As for Phil Davis, I've always liked Phil Davis. That's been frustrating at times since the fights he's lost he hasn't been great in, and he's been frustrating, and there's been times when I don't think he's fought the way that he's truly capable of fighting. But I hope this Romero win will be a good bounce back after his loss to Nemkov in April. This was one of the rare weekends when Bellator and the UFC both had cards happening on the same night. Usually it's like a Friday night and a Saturday night thing. They went head to head this week and in the UFC we had Anthony Davis fight Ryan Spann. This is just an aside and my own personal feelings. The UFC broadcast in the lead up to the Smith-Spann fight really focused on Spann and his mental health and what a hard time he had after a loss and how he worked back to get to the right frame of mind. And I think that's great. I think it's great that the UFC is highlighting fighter mental health, but please, please, please give a secondary narrative. Don't make this guy's entire identity to us, the viewer, his mental health because when he loses, all I can think about is the fact that he was in a really, really, really dark place the last time he lost. I don't expect anyone to lose and feel great at the end or be in a good mood about it, but when you spend an entire broadcast telling me how this guy basically had to pull himself out of a pit of despair just to be able to fight again, him losing makes me feel very, very, very bad for him. And that's what happened. Anthony Smith beat Ryan Spann via rear naked choke, it was a very impressive performance for Anthony Smith, but then things got heated when Smith stood over Span and was yelling at him in response to some of the negative things Span had said leading up to the fight. Eventually, cooler heads prevailed, but not before Anthony Smith went back at Span and a large contingency of security got in between them. Believe it or not, Anthony Smith has the most finishes in the light heavyweight division since he joined the UFC and he's main evented more than any other fighter since 2018. Both of those stats surprised me. I know a lot of people wrote him off after the John Jones fight when he really got dominated the entire time, but Anthony Smith is legit and he's still at the top of this division. It will be interesting to see what happens over the course of the next few fights, if he can get himself back into another title shot. Also, there was an ADCC trial this weekend for Europe, Mideast, and Asia combined into one event. Oliver Taza won the biggest division, and by biggest, I mean in terms of competitors, since there were 67 athletes in the 77 kilogram bracket. Taza had to win six matches to take the 77 kilos division, and he punched his ticket to ADCC. But the biggest story of the event for me was Owen O'Flanagan, who won the 88 kilos division. He submitted all five of his opponents with five heel hooks, and two of his matches he won within 30 seconds. 
I think coming into this event, there weren't a lot of people who were too familiar with him. He's been competing on the local scene in the UK for a long time, but I'd imagine his name is going to start being said a lot more. I mean, five matches, five heel hook wins, two under 30 seconds at an ADCC trial. Shit's impressive. He's obviously now qualified for ADCC, and that 88 kilos division is it's pretty stacked. This was the division won by Matias Denise in 2019, and it also features the likes of Craig Jones. So Mr. O'Flanagan will have his hands full, but after the performance this weekend, we might have a new dark horse contender. The other winners at this trial were for the men, Ashley Williams at 66 kilos. Pertu Tepanen at 99 kilos, and Heike Jusela at over 99 kilos. For the women, Magdalena Lasko won the under 60 kilos division, and Peyton Letcher won the over 60 kilos division. Trials are happening. I'm getting excited. Oh, I'm very excited about this new style of video we're going to put out each week. Thanks again. I will see you in the next video.